Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to challenge you to be able to list your top five books. And I know you say, come on, girl, that could be an impossible task. (laughs) But I think that it's important that we would be able to readily identify books that have made a profound impact on our life, be able to clearly discuss why. Now, I'm thinking about, you know, when it's time for you to have that interview, when it's time for, you know, people to ask you on the street, for book recommendations. And I think that as authors, when we're having these kind of discussions, we should be ready with those. I mean, the problem with me is that if you ask me what my top five are, then I'm just going to say, well, as of today, I'm going to list out the date and I'm going to say these are the ones because I'm always ready to explore my next favorite, you know, possibility. So, trying to rank those, you know, I think we should have an answer today, but I also think that we need to let the person that we, you know, talk to understand that it's an ever-evolving list and keep up with my blog and find out, you know, if you follow my blog, as soon as I get my next, you know, favorite read, I'll share it on there with you and do a spotlight. And so, you know, I'm challenging you today to really think and list out your top favorite and be able to stand by those choices and be able to tell why. When this whole challenge comes from a lived experience, as you guys know, And Jen Lowry writes, I'm challenging myself just like I'm challenging you because I kind of got stumped on it, um, having to really identify five without hesitating. And I want to be sure of it. You know, I want to be able to say, boom, 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 boom. And I can say like my top 10, you know, my top 20 But nobody's going to want to sit around and say, you know, what are your top 20? They're going to probably want your five recommendations and you go on about your way. (laughs) Um, And so Sam asked me yesterday, he's my 11-year-old. He was like, you know, what is your favorite book? He was like, Mama, I know you're going to say the Bible, but other than the Bible, can you list other books for me? And that just warmed my heart because, you know, as the mom in the home that does the reading of the Bible, you know, I'm, you know, I'm reading, I'm, you know, talking to them through scripture, you know, daily I bring up the Bible in our conversations, um, whenever it is appropriate that something occurs, you know, I'm always bringing them back to the word, and so that, you know, was a happy moment for me that my child could identify that that would be what my number one would be. 
because I felt like maybe I am modeling. Um, you know, sometimes we wonder, am I doing enough? Well, when he said that, I, I figured I was. Um, and another thing that he said over the weekend, um, we were having a family discussion about how some people, you know, are very extravagant with their children and um, they do all of these, not only just purchases, but like they spend a lot of money. And we were talking about, you know, memory making. And Samuel stopped and he said, Mama, he said, I know what's memory making for me. And I was like, what, baby? And he said, reading The Hobbit with you. And my heart just melted. And I looked at Eli and I was like, did you hear that? Did you hear him? And he's like, oh my gosh, dude, for really, yes, I heard him. But it's like, you know, I homeschool. And so when I'm, you know, choosing book choices, I'm trying to make them to align with books that I feel like, you know, he would enjoy. And so yesterday we were back and forth because we finished The Hobbit on Thursday. Hooray, hooray. I cannot wait for us to do the podcast together because any time that Sam and I do a book that he just absolutely loves and that we experience together, he wants to come on and do the podcast and, and do a book talk about it. Hopefully with no spoiler alerts in case some of you guys are like me and um, catch The Hobbit later in your life. And if you want to do something funny, go ahead and put down one of my favorite characters of all time is Bilbo Baggins and put it on your Facebook and see the funny comments that you get. Because <laughs> um, that's what happened to me on Thursday. But when he turned to me and he asked me, and I was like, he was like, well, what are your favorite books? And he was like, and then before I could even list Fahrenheit, he said, I think I want to start reading Fahrenheit next. And I said, well, baby, I'm like, it's a dystopian. I know that you would like that. Um, but, you know, we talk about that's a ninth grade text. That's what everybody reads when they get to ninth grade. And he was like, well, don't you want my diction to improve? And I'm like, oh, yes, dear. Um, I want your diction. I want your vocabulary. I want everything to advance. Well, then why would you not give me a ninth grade book? Well, then why would I not do that, sir? You know, and I say that back to him, and it's like, okay, so we're doing Fahrenheit next. I'm like, I don't mind. I'm going to be reading it at school next um, with my ninth graders. I'm like, as soon as we finish, we have um, three chapters left of Dr. Jekyll, but we're actually having a, a huge chopped edition today of Food Network. We're calling it the Athens Network, um, and we're going to be... Um, making ice cream potions and having a panel of esteemed judges which uh it's the history and the art teacher and the librarian <laughs> they get the sample ice creams uh ice cream um, concoctions today but after we finish that we have three chapters left after we finish or well, two chapters left after we finish we're moving it to Fahrenheit, so I'm just going to be double doubling up on that, which is fine. I love it. I love Ray Bradbury. It'll probably make me even wiser to the patterns that I love about his work. Um, but, you know, we went back and forth. The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind, The Outsiders, and the, you know, those were books that we've listed over the course of the past two weeks that, you know, that was going to be our next read. And so, when he's asking me, well, what are my five favorites? What are my top favorites? 
I think he's getting the same <laughs> kind of um, gene that I have as far as, you know, going between books, which there's no problem with that. But if I'm, you know, at an author talk, I want to be at the ready. And that's where I think this challenge comes in. You know, if we're at a speaking engagement or we're on the street, we're talking to people about books, do we have, you know, our little go-to list that we could readily say, these are my top five? Because me, I could list out 20 or more of my favorites, but, you know, is somebody going to sit, sit around that long? No, we need to really have top three, top five. So this is my challenge as much as it is for you. And I am thinking about questions that could possibly come up. And that's what happened when I went to um, an author talk one time. And I can vividly remember somebody asking, like, you know, what are you reading right now? And the person could not respond. They were like, well, um, and they started stumbling over. And then they started listing out contemporary authors that are just very popular right now in the, in the YA genre. And they were like, well, if you're asking who to read, I would recommend, you know, to read anything from Kwame Alexander and Jason Reynolds. And, and you know, they were listing them out, but they weren't specifically saying, well, you know, I read the crossover and it made me cry. You really need to pick up that book because it's special. Like, that's the kind of, you know, I think what we need to be doing um, when we're out doing our author talks, thinking about books that are, you know, that sweetheart book of ours that we just hug. The problem with me is that they change. And so that's where I think we need to let our audience know our family know hey y'all better stick around with me follow my blog for updates of how my top five can change because i'm always ready to meet my next you know favorite book and, and the next book that i love so you know just preface that conversation by saying that and then maybe you'll get a blog follower because they'll like you know what oh she's got a blog you know, that's a way to bring that up in the conversation without being a little awkward. <laughs> um, but with him asking me, of course, the Bible. And then I love Fahrenheit. I love The Hobbit. I love Harry Potter. You know, I think about which other books, like what would I say? Which are the books that really matter to me? I love the Narnia series. And I love the Twilight series. And so that way when I'm, you know, with groups, I can say, I don't know how I miss Narnia. I don't know how I miss The Hobbit. Those are books that, you know, are tried and true that I feel like we all need in our libraries. <laughs> I can stand by those. And if you think, you know, about what I chose, I chose dystopian, I chose um, fantasy and then romance because if I'm going to list the Twilight series I cannot avoid Pride and Prejudice I, have, so I could read Pride and Prejudice every year and in fact you know I try my best to read it once a year that is one of my favorite books of all time I just absolutely love that book um, 
So maybe those would be my top five. And then if I had to order them, of course, I would always say the Bible first. Then I would probably say Fahrenheit, Pride and Prejudice, the Twilight series, Hobbit, and then have to throw out the Narnia, the Chronicles of Narnia. That's six. See that? I'm pushed over five. Maybe I could move and I could say, well, then my favorite character out of all of those would probably be Bilbo Baggins. Yes, even more so, I think, than Elizabeth. But but knowing this, like, be ready to discuss and tell why, I think would be valuable for our followers. And then it gives them some insight, you know, as to you know, our style, and, and I think it's hilarious that it's eclectic like that for me, and you notice that I haven't listed horror, and then if people would say, well, then what's your favorite Stephen King, it, you know, then I would keep going, and I would say the Talisman, hands down, um, and then The Stand, I would list older works by Stephen King, And then, you know, as I continue to read in the different genres that I'm pushing myself, you know, once I get through, so here, so here's my, and I'm not going to even call it a dilemma, here's my current situation because I love it. Like right now, I'm reading, you know, Share the Joy. I'm reading a nonfiction book now about health and wellness. One, I love nonfiction books. Like, that's something that I that is a go-to for me and has been for um, especially with me working through my dissertation with health and health and well-being um, I love nonfiction but you see that I haven't listed nonfiction on my list because if I'm gonna be with a YA audience and that's gonna be really my target with sweet potato Jones I'm not gonna put down you know a positive psychology book by Martin Seligman. But now if I'm in a, a church group and if I'm in with a ladies group, you know, I may mention, you know, Mr. Rogers, or I may mention, you know, Mother Teresa or Martin Seligman. So your list, I think, would change with who your audience members are. Because I'm really not going to tell, you know, my YA group or my middle grades group that I would be going to, to talk in front of. Oh, you've got to read, you know, <laughs> this book about positive well-being and the PERMA model. Like, they would be like, what? What is she talking about? But I will tell them middle grades... You know, if you missed E.B. White's Trumpet of the Swan, you got to go back and you got to pick that up. If you missed the Bronze Bow, you really need to be picking that book up. And then I can list the Bronze Bow. Then I can list the Chronicles of Narnia, Harry Potter. And then I can tailor that list more to the middle grades and the hobbit would go on that list sam is in sixth grade and says this is his number one book of all time he put the hobbit even over harry potter 
And so you see how you need to adjust your list based on your audience. And so I think that you could categorize those and just be at the ready. And for me, I particularly, I love to read the YA. So with me, you know, I'm going to, you know, continue in that realm. But after, you know, after I get to breaks, I may not get to a break because each week when I have a guest on the show, not only am I reading their books for the show, I'm researching that guest. I'm putting together notes um, and I'm really working that hard for you guys so that way you can have the better um, listening experience on the podcast. So I'm just, you know, I'm ready too to explore list on my own because I have a ton of books that people recommended to me at the beginning of the year when they found out I was doing my 70 challenge. Books that they've loaned me that I still am carrying around in my car in a bag. Um, sorry, that's my keys. I'm stopping by to do our uh, Dr. Jekyll Sunday and I, I couldn't go to my food line. I had to go to my nearest food line from my school because everything would probably have melted in the car even though it's 30 degrees in the middle of March but I'll talk with you guys later um get your list ready okay bye hey. <laughs> so I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.